I had a weird conversation last week that I want to share with you that has to do with generational wealth. And right now, we're taking a deep dive in generational wealth. You know, the Medici family, the Rothschild, the Rockefellers, the Vanderbilt. We have hundreds of pages on generational wealth that is going to lead to a webinar here soon, but stay tuned. I want to share two stories with you. One is what happened with a conversation that I had that's a weird conversation. The other one is a story that's going to inspire and get you thinking. And if you get value out of this video, give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. So I'm going to get right into it. So Aaron McKee is a basketball player, NBA, former basketball player that's a coach now, who played for a guy named John Chaney, legendary coach from Temple. And John Chaney told him something once. This video has been going viral. It's an unbelievable message. Here's how it goes. He says, John Chaney says it to him. John Chaney says, my grandfather walked 10 miles every day. My father walked five miles every day to school. He says, I drive an Escalade. My son drives a Mercedes. Most likely, my grandson will drive a Ferrari. However, my great-grandson will be walking again. Did you get that? So grandfather 10 miles, father 5 miles, himself Escalade, son Mercedes, grandson Mer uh, Ferrari, great-grandson will be walking again. Why is that? So the person that walked 10 miles worked so hard for their son to only walk 5 miles, and then they worked so hard, so John Cheney can go get an Escalade, and he worked so hard so his son can have a Mercedes, and he works hard so his grandson can have a Ferrari, and then great-grandson loses everything again. Why is it that so many billionaires, their generational wealth, doesn't make it to third generation. Do you know the Vanderbilts were the richest people in the world? And there's not a single Vanderbilt you know today. And when Anderson Cooper, when his mother was talking to him, he says, Mom, how much money should I be expecting since we're a sixth-generation Vanderbilt? Mom says, Son, you don't have a trust fund coming your way because someone screwed it up by the second generation, by 165,000 square foot vacation homes is what they were doing. Anyways, what's my point? Here's my point. I'm having a conversation this last week with one of our, uh, one, somebody that I'm mentoring and I'm helping them out with their business plan. And the conversation goes and we're talking, talking, talking. All of a sudden they say, well, look, you know, you've, you've now made a lot of money and, you know, so it's, you, you have a lot of money now in investments and bank and all this other stuff. And I noticed they've gotten extremely casual and soft in the way they do business. Their standards used to be very high, but now it's all casual. And I'm like, on a flight back, I'm thinking about these guys, thinking, why have these people all of a sudden got so casual? So I call back. I said, I got to talk to these guys. So I get on the phone, I call them, and I say, hey, the other day when we were talking, you made a couple different comments. And I noticed those comments you made, your standards have dropped since June 27th. Why is that? Silence. I'm actually curious. I want to know. Because June 27 is the day where the event took place when we sold one of our insurance companies. And I said, do you think that just because I all of a sudden got access to a ton of capital, that I'm all of a sudden going to slow down and kick back and relax the next day? So, so did you think I was going to treat a massive moment like this financially the way you would have maybe treated it? Because to you, this would have been such a monumental moment. Don't assume I'm slowing down just because I had a big exit or all this capital came my way. I said, let me explain some to you what my biggest concern is. What's that? So for me, I have four kids. I have my 10-year-old, my 9-year-old, my 6-year-old, and my 15-month-old named Brooklyn. My 10-year-old see me work. My 9-year-old see me work. My 6-year-old see me work. 
Can you imagine if, let's just say by the six-year-old, you know, we have all this money now, where my youngest daughter never knows about how hard dad works. He only, she only knows how hard dad used to work. Where it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, everybody tells me how hard dad used to work. I've never seen him work hard. Because when I was born, dad was always home. He was golfing. He was kicking back. I never saw him work. He was just chilling. Put on weight, gained a lot of weight. He was just relaxing, having a drink every day. And I don't think I've ever seen my daddy work that hard. Just told everybody what to do and stayed home all day. That's unfair to her. Well, the reason why generational wealth doesn't get passed down is because generational habits don't get passed down. Like John Cheney told a story to Aaron McKee about 10 miles, 5 miles, Cadillac Escalade, Mercedes, Ferrari, back to walking again. Because you've heard this phrase before. It's not me telling you this first. You've heard this many, many times before. Tough times create strong leaders. Strong leaders create good times. Good times create weak leaders. Weak leaders create what? Tough times, and this cycle keeps going. So you, as a leader watching this, you have a family. you got to sit there and say, what do I want to do my family? Is it just, hey, I made the money so my kids don't have to work that hard? Bullshit. Absolutely not. It's not how this thing works. No way. I created wealth. Let's just say you do, or you have an incredible life right now. By creating wealth or an incredible life, you've picked up a lot of great habits. What is more important to pass down to them isn't the money, it's the habits. So if you're watching this right now yourself saying, man, this kind of stings a little bit, I fully understand. I have kids, I have a family, and I've done okay for myself, and I would like some of the habits that I picked up throughout this journey to be passed down to the people I work with, most importantly to be passed down to the kids that I'm raising. Because if I don't, I'm just going to be raising four spoiled kids that think it's okay to go through whatever they're doing because their daddy or their family has money. And I don't like kids like that. I never did in high school. So I'm not going to raise kids like that. And you got to be thinking about it for yourself as well. Fastest way to judge somebody if they have a big vision and if they think, if they think big is to see what they do when they get nice money coming their way. It doesn't matter what it is. First time I got $10,000, that was a lot of money to me. First time I got $50,000, that was a lot of money to me. I'd never made $100,000 before. First time I made $100,000, oh my God, I'm a billionaire. Right? Matter of fact, it felt very different than the last one. But it doesn't matter. You're going to have moments in your life. And every time you level up um, and you start experiencing things, value more the habits and the character you're developing more than the money that, that's coming your way. Because the habits and character get stronger, more money and success is going to come your way. Having said that, I did a video about parenting, how to raise successful children. If you've never seen this, click here to watch it. And... On November 17th, I'm hosting a webinar around generational wealth. That's an hour webinar. If you want to join me on this, it's going to be limited seating. Click here to get yourself registered, and I'll see you on November 17th. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.